Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we're more than meets the eye. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Crawl out of that volcano, grab your Energon cubes, Geek Exploronauts, roll out. We're talking Transformers. Oh, hi, Ben. Hey, John. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day uh, to talk about some robots in disguise. Hell yeah. And uh, and we are joined by a uh, friend of the show, uh, Rick Terry. Hey, guys. Uh, he's from the Authors and Dragons podcast, uh, and he's he is a, is a, a highfalutin fantasy comedy author. <laughs> uh, depending on one's definition of highfalutin. Yeah, well, you know, falutin, I think, is pretty... Pretty fast and loose these days. Yeah, and and nobody wants to. If you're going to go falutin, you may as well go high. No low falutin here, or mid range falutin. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot less pressure on when you're low falutin. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a semi falutin uh, <laughs> author. Here. Now that I think about it, shingles is probably pretty low falutin. Oh yeah, it's low a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> My entire career pretty much comes down to like, you know, striving for mediocrity and occasionally almost hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have goals. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Transformers mm. is a topic that uh, is not near and dear to John's heart. No, no. I mean, yeah, that my my I, I normally come in gushing and it's weird. Like, I don't I don't have any disdain for Transformers. And I mean, I would say I like Transformers, but going into it i realized that uh that my love for it is much more just like general pop culture based you know like i i love it because it's a part of everything i love and it's cool but i i was not a transformers kid i never owned a single transformer um i i didn't watch a whole lot of the the original series when i was younger and uh I don't know. I was one of those kids. I, I was like the parents back then where I had a transformer in my hand. I'm like, how the fuck do I get this to work? Like, I, I, I couldn't successfully transform a figure when I was a kid. I, I, I know what it is. You were one of those GoBot people. We, That's we, exactly we what I was going to say. Yeah. One of those two-step GoBotters. Yeah. Just wanted to flip a head out and fold some arms yeah, in. Yeah, slide you were done. something. Yeah. <laughs> So we figured it'd be a good episode to have Rick on, because Rick, as I understand it, uh, you're uh, a pretty sizable Transformers fan. Oh yeah, I mean, I've 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 incorporated into books. Uh, I'm surround I'm surrounded by like you know figurines in my office here, staring down at me judgmentally. I've often said that like you know some some of my G1 figures, I've like had my kids in my office, and I'd be like, you know, kids, these are Daddy's prized possessions, and one day, Daddy will no longer be with you. But don't get any ideas because they're being buried with daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll st start off with first impressions, Zena. Yeah. I guess I'll go since I'm talking. Being the age that we are, I mean, we were born in 82. So like we were two years old when it debuted. So I don't remember any of the hullabaloo around that. But I do remember as a kid, uh, I, I think my first experience was seeing the toy commercials and the, you know, the Saturday morning Actually, probably like weekday, you know, showings of the Generation One Transformers cartoon, and uh, like I have a, a fairly specific memory of seeing the commercial for Devastator, where it was all six of them that like clipped together. 
Oh shit! All the, con- the what the constructabots or whatever. Constructicons. Yeah, the constructicons. <laughs> yeah, snapping together and thinking that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I want that so bad, <laughs> and I I never got it. Like you had to buy six different figures for that. Yeah, and and this was this was pre Power Rangers, but like post Voltron. So so like seeing the the whole idea of of these robots joining together into something bigger you know in real life in three dimensions i'm sure it was pretty exciting well yeah cuz he had the two different voltrons you had the you had the one voltron that was the five lines and that was cool the, but the closest thing you had was that one voltron that turned into like the, that you had to somehow glue 47 cars together to make <laughs> which <laughs> the, the aka the voltron nobody gave a shit about <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, if you're gluing them together, are you sure it existed, or did you just take a bunch of Hot Wheels and make a big robot out of it? God, I really should have. <laughs> <laughs> On Voltron, I had one of the feet. I had the blue lion, and that was it. It's like, there's nothing sadder than just having a foot. Oh, hey, it's, oh. Like, it's like you had, like, yeah, the Egon figure from Real yeah. Ghostbusters. No, I, I 100% know. I have two of the original Constructicons, and exactly, I have a foot and I have an arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can't not you can't even put those two together. <laughs> you have you have to like like build a, a body out of paper and just attach them. Yeah, it's like the, it's a, it's like the one. It's like hey, he's he's turning into a foot, and now he can just stand there on his own. Yeah, he can't even kick. He stands real good though. <laughs> so Rick, I take it you you also never got to complete Devastator. No, sadly, uh, sadly not. My uh, I, I I I dare say I'm a little bit older than having been born in '82. So. Uh, my my memories of Transformers are probably a little more vivid, but uh, but at the same time, um, being poor did not uh, did not really uh, lend lend to uh, to that because even back then I remember them being pretty damn expensive because as as things popular were. Yeah, I, th- I think they were probably somewhere like ten bucks, mid eighties dollars each, ten maybe fifteen even, and uh, yeah, six of those things that's that's a lot that's a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, you'd really have to coordinate it. Like that—that that is like one of those Christmas things. Like when I would get a shit ton of Batman figures from the same series. Like you'd—you'd you'd have to get them all at once for a big holiday. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't even earn this working because uh, you know I lived on a block where there was a bunch of like you know like old ladies and stuff. So there was always plenty of sh- of like sh- driveways to shovel. But then you'd like sh- you'd spend six hours shoveling a driveway, and they'd hand you like three nickels. <laughs> <laughs> shit, it's like a sitcom, but it, but it, but in real life, ew. Shovel that shit right oh, back yeah. onto their driveway. <laughs> so, uh, so Rick, what was your, what, you know, back in uh, nineteen diggity two or whenever you were you were born? <laughs> the uh, what was the what was your first impression? Well, I remember my first impression was GoBots came out first, I, or at least I saw GoBots, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Didn't really like, do anything for me, and then I started the tr- the commercials for the Transformers comic book, and my first thought was, yeah. they're already whipping rip, ripping off GoBots. So that's so. so my, <laughs> first, my first thing was kind of was kind of was a little bit negative, but then uh, then the cartoon came out, and the cool thing about the cartoon was, I mean, look looking back at it from like you know from thirty years later, it is it is a little bit. But I remember thinking like you know as a kid watching the cartoon, like holy crap, they're not dubbing this down. The bad guys are actually bad, and like the good guys are actually trying to kill them. And I was like, this is pretty damn cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because GoBots as a cartoon was uh, kind of goofy and and very. It seemed more like a kid show than uh, 
than Transformers did. Like Transformers, it seemed like it had stakes to some degree. Yeah, like GoBots was like cheeseball city. I saw a little uh, little clip in my limited research, and it was it was almost like like it was it was Transformers by way of like Snarf and Orko. Yeah, you know, just just everyone was a goof. Yeah, they they took the most annoying character in GoBots, uh, which was Scooter, and they made him the main character, and. Yeah, it was just like like every time he was on screen, I, re- I remember just watching, going, this, this, "This is like nails on a chalkboard." <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was more Smurfs and less GI Joe. Mm. I mean, I guess, I guess I couldn't blame him. I mean, this was back in the day when like you also had like He Man on, and everything with He Man was like, you know, okay, well, it's good versus evil, but you know, the evil really isn't that evil, and like we we're not going to punch them that hard. And there's a lesson at the end of each show, and oh my god, let me just tell you how much I hated being told the lesson at the end of each friggin' show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you and your morals. <laughs> I want to see He-Man split Skeletor's skull. Come on, just grab him, just no, rip he... that skull off and just be like, it's like, <laughs> hey kids, the moral of today's story is sometimes bad guys, you gotta fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, that's one good thing that Transformers had going for it is that they were robots, so they could go fucking all out on mm. each other. It wasn't like G.I. Joe or like, Someone couldn't get shot, or they had to be shown jumping out of the plane to safety. These are fucking robots. Yeah. Whatever. Let them wail on each other. Yeah, they explode, and you can put them back together if you really need to. Like, the, death doesn't have to be permanent with a robot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, I remember there, there was one episode where the Decepticons capture Optimus Prime, and they literally just saw him to pieces. <laughs> oh, no. They got, yeah. they got RoboCop 2 on him? Yep. No one's sawing Duke up in G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the rated R movie for them, for them to be able to pull that off. <laughs> well, my first impression was uh, not of the, the cartoons at all. Um, I had a buddy up the street. It was, I don't think I've talked about this buddy. So different buddy. Whoa, weird. Wow, you had more than two friends? I, my, my neighborhood Jesus. was, I, I got so lucky. I, I just drove by my, or drove through my neighborhood with uh, with the lady and the kid the other day. Just reminiscing, I was like, holy shit, like I got lucky. I had a lot of neighborhood friends in our in our teeny little neighborhood. Um, but I had a friend who had Optimus Prime. And even though I, you know, I've already said I couldn't put them together and change them around or anything, there's something striking about Optimus Prime and like his look. And it's it's captivating. Like I fucking love Optimus Prime. And it makes sense too, because you know, if 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 there's a Leonardo or a Captain America or oh, a yeah. Cyclops uh, of of the Transformers, it's Optimus Prime. Mm. So he is without a doubt my favorite. But he's his his whole design aesthetic is so fucking clean and classic. And you know, to a degree, I don't know if there's if there's a little patriotism in me where it's like, ah, oh, yes, the red, white, and blue. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it was it was seeing that figure before I'd ever seen the show. Cause I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the show a bunch as a, as, as a kid, you know, like I, I think my introduction to like the TV series, I, I've probably seen more beast wars than, than G one all in all. Mm. So that figure, it was a good one. Yeah. Optimus prime's design is solid. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a bad looking dude. Um, and actually the design of most of the G one transformers in the cartoon and the comic is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't go with like a straight from the toy line design because uh, Megatron looked dumb. Oh, oh yeah? 
I can't even picture like, the, like, the original Megatron well, in my head. He turned into a gun. So like he had like these weird skinny legs and he didn't look like he did in the cartoon. And he turned into a into a Walther. Yeah. Like, like yeah. similar to the James Bond gun. And like that you look at pictures of that thing and it's like I I heard a story about about uh one of the executives or or some somebody from the toy company getting stopped at the airport because it looked like a real gun and he had to like show them that it was an action <laughs> figure that they that could transform into a robot. And like I'm I'm not surprised by that. Well, you know, the number the number one reason it's good that they didn't completely base that is because in the original toy, the trigger is essentially his dick. And no, <laughs> nobody, needs, no, no, nobody needs to see that in cartoon form. <laughs> he doesn't want to fire himself. He wants you to catch him and fire him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which kind of like, you know, adds a little extra with like, you know, every time he was like, you know, hey, Starstream, fire me. And, you know, Starstream's just cringing like, oh, God, do I have to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It always kind of perplexed me, even as a kid, that he turned into, like, a regular-sized gun that another Transformer could hold in the hand. And, a lot, like, they never addressed it. They were just like, yeah, this is a thing that happens. This giant fucking Decepticon, bigger than all the other ones, go uh, transforms into a gun that any of them can just hold in their hand and shoot. Yeah, it's like, as long as, as, long as there's nobody else on screen, on screen with him when he transforms... Then you don't have to worry about the the mass displacement. Just you just accept. Okay, cool. He he now fits in somebody's hand. Well, in all in all fairness, I mean, you're watching shows about like you know transforming robots from another planet. You know, if if, if that's the thing that's making you go, hey, wait a minute, wait a second now. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah, it'd be cool if he transformed into like a like a giant like shoulder mounted yeah. ultra cannon mm. yeah or like, like i mean i think in some of the later ones he does like transform into like a grant like a big cannon essentially that yeah. sits on the ground and shoots and it's like big because it's like a lot of these fucking decepticons have guns like built into their bodies that are bigger than megatron as a gun. <laughs> so he must be one hell of a gun yeah well, I guess we could go back uh, a little bit to the origins of Transformers, just as a, a little bit of a history lesson. Even though, I mean, I will admit, I, I probably should admit, uh, admit it up top, um, along with not being the hugest Transformers fan, like, I decided to sort of enter this episode as kind of the the commoner, you know, the everyman. Like, knowing that Rick is a huge Transformers fan... I was like, uh, well, I, I don't know how much research I can do to present myself as an authority on here. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm, I'm going to represent the, uh, the Transformers dummy and let you guys be the authorities on it, having the experience. But man, it didn't stop me from watching some YouTube videos to try to get a little knowledge in on there. But, um, so this originally started in Japan. We go, we go well, well back in history to, uh, before our births. And uh, we had Japan who, let's see, they, they first uh, licensed the, the G.I. Joe. Yeah, the big mm -hmm. one. Yeah, the, the big old G.I. Joe model from Hasbro. And, uh, and it wasn't selling well, which makes sense because it's a big war-themed figure from America. Yeah, big, a big white American soldier. Yes, that's what <laughs> I want my kids to play with in the 50s in japan yeah like it was seemed like that's a bit tone deaf <laughs> so they decided to take the mold and make it clear and throw in some uh some like robotic parts on the inside and made them a uh, a cyborg yeah and it worked well for them japan's really good at turning things into robots yeah mm. yeah and th that company was takara yep. yeah that did that they ended up coming out with uh with a couple different lines. One was called a Diaclone, yep. which was like transforming robots. 
and and then the other one was uh, Micro Change. Yeah, it started with Microman, which was yep. just a small version of uh, of their their cyborg characters because. I guess uh, the the price of oil had skyrocketed. Yeah, so the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So they needed prices. to make smaller, and then they yeah they moved it from Microman into uh, holy shit. How did I already forget the name? Microchange. Yeah, Microchange. <laughs> yeah, where they had like watches and Walkmans and cassette tapes and a and a gun. Yeah, but they were but they were all like you know kind of like driven by like tiny little plastic men. That's why like most of the yeah. G one figures have these little tiny like. Like as a kid, it was like getting them and I'm like, okay, there's a little tiny window that a section of this thing that opens up and there's nothing for it because they didn't bother to change the molds. No. Yeah. They didn't. I think all they did was put like a sticker on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It's a, and maybe paint it a little differently and say, now this is a transformer. Yeah. If you've got a product that's good already, you know, it, redoing molds is expensive. Just no. buying a toy that's already been developed from somebody else is, uh, is much cheaper to do that. Yeah, and and in a bit of irony, uh, Hasbro ended up licensing the uh, the trans well what became the Transformers figures back from Takara. So it's it's a a nice little uh, cyclical relationship there. So thanks to thanks to GI Joe, we got Transformers. Um, but they also went the same route as GI Joe since it had been successful a couple years earlier with uh, Marvel Comics. They went to Marvel to uh, to create all these characters and make a comic book based on it. And um, I know we had mentioned uh, when Denny O'Neill died, uh, the the legendary comic creator Denny O'Neill, known mostly for his Batman stuff, um, he was the creator of the name Optimus Prime. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess they, they, they tried to give him the whole thing, but I didn't really like what he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Jim Shooter wasn't a big fan. There wasn't enough depth. So then they went to, fuck, what was his name? Bob, Bob, uh, Bob, 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 or something. There he yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Baba Booey. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. And this guy, holy shit, did he create a franchise? Yeah, he made tra- the Transformers we know. Um, I think it started off with 26 profiles and uh, and the very quickly churned out uh, synopsis or plot for the first issue, and they were off and running. Uh, Marvel Comics had another hit on their hands, and uh, just like G.I. Joe, it got turned into a cartoon. Uh, Hasbro really ran with the G.I. Joe model. Like, all right, G.I. Joe is making us just butt loads of money. Let's look for some more loads to put in our butt. <laughs> and they found them in Japan. <laughs> money butt loads. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and it worked. Fucking oh, Transformers yeah. was super popular. It, was, it, it made a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's the toy line that refuses to die. I mean, every, every time like, like it runs its course... There's like a year or two, and then suddenly it's like back again. Absolutely. I mean, it's it, you can still go to the store right now and buy Transformers figures. Which yeah, is, which is crazy. Hmm. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, would you say there's like a holy trinity of like Transformers, GI Joe, and Ninja Turtles? Like, would those be like? Yeah, I think so. On hmm. the or I guess we need one more for the Mount Rushmore of a uh, of action figure properties. I'm not sure if there Batman. is a third one. Like Masters of the Universe didn't come back. Like the other ones stuck around. There's still Ninja Turtles. There's still GI Joe. Yeah. There's still Transformers. What are you talking about? Masters of the Universe didn't come back. I mean, it's taken bigger breaks. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, not as many cartoon series. I, okay, I guess that's fair. I bet you I can't got a little go to sensitive. Target. I bet you can't go to Target right now and buy yourself yeah. a He-Man figure. Bullshit. They got the they got those new retro play ones. You know something? Masters of the Universe and Thundercats are probably on the same level there. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was at Walmart last night, and uh, and the they they fucking Masters of the Universe is making that comeback with those retro play ones with the uh, with the more articulation, and then they're also they're re-releasing Battle Cat and like some of the fi- uh, vehicles and uh, the little hero construct ones, those little teeny tiny ones. There's a flocked Panthor. I almost bought. I should have bought it. <laughs> the, yeah, but they're selling those to thirty year old men, not to children. <laughs> it's true. There's no kids out there that give a shit about He-Man. Yeah, anymore. and that Netflix series that's coming out is <laughs> not for kids. No, it's not. Yeah. That is purely nostalgia for dudes like us. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's more akin to the fact that they're selling aliens and predator figures now hmm. again oh, really? at Walmart. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Uh, it turns out the man-child market is bigger oh, than yeah. the actual child market. That's probably the only good thing about being an adult is basically me sitting down and going, "Hmm, what am I going to watch tonight?" I'm going to turn on the new Shira cartoon and I'm not going to give a flying fuck if my family doesn't want doesn't want to watch it with me. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I got to get me one of those relationships or, may, or maybe I just need to stop being such a pussy. Um, so uh the cartoon, like we we talked about it briefly, but uh I, I, I think there's probably a little bit more to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I would say so. I, I think we'd be doing it a, a disservice if, we, if we're just like, yeah, and then Beast Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Rick, what are what are some of your memories from childhood with what is now known as the, uh, the G1 uh, cartoon series? Well, I mean, they knocked that out of the park with like, you know, with the with the voice acting. Peter Cullen essentially doing his version of John Wayne as like, you know, as, yeah. as Optimus Prime. Then you had Frank Welker, who was just perfect as like megatron you had chris latta come in and do starscream there, there was there was just they created these iconic voices that other voice actors have come in and kind of like emulated but they've they've really never replaced yeah i mean if if you're doing an optimist voice you're doing peter cullen's voice yeah. like he, his his was so commanding and so brilliant that like I mean, clearly it made an impact because they brought him back for the Michael Bay movies. Like he is the voice of, of, of Optimus Prime. Absolutely. And, and there's not even many times where people have tried to do it without him, right? Yeah, I don't think he was Optimus Primal in Beast Wars, no, he but I don't know that for sure. No, but, but I mean, that's, that, Optimus Primal's a, a different character. That's yeah. not Optimus Prime. So like, that's okay. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but they're Optimus still kind Prime, of emulating that same nobility. It's not, it's not like you have this noble Optimus Prime and then like, you know, Optimus Primal is like, sup? <laughs> Want to eat some bananas, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really liked that... Uh, they they seem to take the characters more seriously than a lot of cartoons. Like I I enjoyed that Megatron as the main villain was not a bumbling fool. The bumbling fool was Starscream. Yeah, and he was you know he was this kind of lieutenant that was always trying to strive for power and shit. He kind of fit the Cobra Commander model, except it was obvious that he his dick wasn't as big as he was making it sound. I I can't remember his name, even though you just said it, Rick, but wasn't that also the voice of Cobra Commander? Yes, same same guy. That tracks. Yeah, that motherfucker. Frank Welko did Megatron, also did Soundwave's voice. I mean, that was just the coolest voice on TV. Just that modulated... uh... Oh, yeah. Soundwave was my favorite Transformer. I fucking love Soundwave. Mm. He just sounded cool, and he looked cool, and he had like little... The cassettes would pop out of his chest and he had like a little pterodactyl and a little dog. <laughs> well, and, and Frank Welker himself, like what would the landscape of of 80s and beyond cartoons look like without Frank Welker? Or I mean, mm. I guess 
before 80s too if you if you had fucking scooby-doo yeah yeah it's he he is so brilliant that he can do anything from megatron and and claw from inspector gadget to nibbler in futurama yeah the man's a a legend Yeah. yeah i would like to hang out with him one day it seems like every time we do any animated series we uh his name's there because yeah. he was just he was part of the soundscape of our childhood. Yeah, he, we we talked about him doing uh, Ray Stans on mm-hmm. on the Ghostbusters and Slimer, or the real Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that really stood out for me, like one one of the things that like you know almost every '80s cartoon had like you know in common was that the main good guy, the Optimus Prime, the He Man, the Lion-O, they were infallible. They never did any wrong, and nobody ever gave them any shit. And one of the things I loved was. When they introduced the Dinobots, and that that right there, that was like that was like my eyes glued to the screen because I, I, growing up, I wanted to be a paleontologist. So I was all about the dinosaurs. So first of yep, all, me they, too. they introduced robots that turned into dinosaurs, and that was an insta. I must have money to buy these. But then in the next episode, they basically said, you know, these guys don't really like Optimus Prime, and they're going to try to kill him. <laughs> and that was just kind of a new dimension for kids' cartoons, really. <laughs> Yeah, they gave no shits about Optimus's authority at all, which made sense. Like, they crashed on Earth, and most of the Autobots stayed dormant in a volcano for you know four million years, yeah, millions I think. of mm-hmm. years. The Dinobots were around, you know, way before, like they were just doing their own thing way before that. And they're like, well, fuck, who are you coming up in here and <laughs> fucking getting all preachy? We want to fucking crush shit and fucking be awesome dinosaurs. Fuck you. <laughs> And I, I like that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you never saw that. I mean, you you never saw like man at arms be be like you know be like, you know, hey man, you're a dick, and I'm going to kill you. It, it, it just <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's not like Panther at any time said, you know, Lino kind of sucks. What if we got rid of him and made me the leader? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we taking orders from this kid? <laughs> Here comes Fisto looking for his <laughs> leading role. <laughs> Bend over, He-Man. <laughs> got something for you. It almost seemed not not more adult because I mean, you you look watch the shows. They're not they're not adult in any way, really. But they the characters seem a bit more complex and a bit hmm. more. Um, I, I'm not even sure what the right word for it is. Maybe like the, three note as opposed to like yeah, a one yeah. note yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. They they had multiple notes. Yeah, because they, they had their own motivations. Because like they were doing, you know, they they still had to take out the Decepticons and try and protect Earth while they were there and. And you had like the couple humans that like helped them out that, you know, were more or less inconsequential to the yeah, plots. Who, who yeah. Who were like there? There was there was Spike. Was that the kid or the dad? That was, was the, the kid. kid. Okay. Yeah. And he had the suit with the little bubble helmet. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I would I would venture to say that most of my my G one cartoon knowledge comes from the nineteen eighty six movie Transformers the movie. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I, I mean, not being a big Transformers fan, like, I've got so much love for that. You know, like, just starting with the, with the fucking theme song. Like, I the, probably a few times a year, that, that song will just pop in my head, and I, I'll, I'll have to search it out on YouTube just to watch it. Because it's, it, you know, that... You know, oh, sorry, I... Nobody wants to hear me just do a do a one voice version of that whole song, but like I will be singing it the rest of of the day because they they took that that original brilliant uh, jingle from the from the the uh, commercials, you know back back in the day with you know just the uh, the Transformers robots, robots in, in disguise. disguise, 
and that that is such a brilliant fucking hook but then they just they did they did to it what the gi joe movie did for the gi joe song Mm -hmm. like they just made it so fucking like robust and badass like it gets me so jazzed every time i every time i uh i hear that song (laughs) Like right now, I'm getting chills. <laughs> it's it's solid '80s like power rock too. Yeah, but getting back to what you're saying about like you know about not exactly being adult. Well, Transformers the movie kind of took it that way because they took yeah. their most popular character and they absolutely killed the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they killed been, they killed a ton yeah. of them. They they murdered the fuck out of those yeah. guys. Like G1 was fucking toast. Yeah, they wiped them the fuck out. Like I think it's like the what the first ten minutes of the movie yeah. or something when Megatron storms in, he just starts fucking capping fools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah, that, murdering I mean, that's, them. That's like nightmare fuel for kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is this happening? <laughs> is Optimus gonna be okay? No. <laughs> they, they also dropped a, a good hard shit in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah when when the when they they're firing at oh, what's that big gold thing called i don't even remember unicron um yeah. unicron yeah and they're firing at unicron i'm like yeah we got him and they're like he's not even here it's like oh shit like, yeah. <laughs> they just said shit in transformers this is awesome well and and you know talking about voice acting too like in in that movie they've got eric idol orson wells leonard, leonard nimoy, nimoy yeah uh, uh judd nelson was hot rod i think was yeah. it yep. was that yeah was mm-hmm. that it and um fucking robert stack is ultra magnus like I, I love Ultra Magnus. I think he's got an, he's another one of those characters that just has such a rad fucking design. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with him carrying the uh, the all spark. Is that what I see? I'm I, every every like statement I make has a question mark on it because I'm like, oh fuck, I'm here with I'm here with an expert. So <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I, I'm trying not to to be that guy, but I have to be that guy. <laughs> Matrix of leadership. <laughs> Oh, is that what it was? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're here to be that guy. Yes, please be that guy. Well, and and Robert Stack's got the gravitas in his voice mm-hmm. for that role. Like he's he's got that just air of like this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's an authority. Well, also the cool thing is because I have the G1 Ultra Magnus figure, and the thing is, it's two toys in one. It basically it transforms into a white Optimus Prime figure, and then it plugs into. I guess what's it a car carrier the rest of it that turns into essentially a suit of armor oh fuck yeah 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 those those toys are so fucking cool well and and you know we can't talk about the movie without the uh what what was remade famous in boogie nights with the uh that you've got the touch song yeah you've got the power I I mean speaking of rock and power ballads dude like i i love that song so fucking much like i i want i i want that to play like at my wedding like even though (laughs) even though it's not customary for like the groom to stroll up the aisle to music like i want to (laughs) (laughs) it's such like a fucking power anthem i i I need to make like a workout uh mix that's just that over and over again and i i probably would actually work out weird al even has a has a song on the soundtrack Oh, Does he, was really? it Dare, was dare it, to be dare, stupid? No, it, yeah, it was oh, dare, to right, stupid, dare to be stupid. Yeah. Dare to be stupid is in there, isn't mm-hmm. it? Did I say enough of of dare before that got out to where it sounds like I almost knew what I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was like dare, and I was like, wait, no, John, you don't know this for sure. Why? Why would you say this? Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. I haven't seen. I meant to watch that movie before we recorded this, but I just didn't get around to it. I mean, I've seen that movie like a dozen times. It's just been a while since I watched it last. Yeah, and, I, uh, I, it's I meant, always a good rewatch. I meant to watch it last night and it just, it fell apart, but I, I am a little bummed. 
And I think personally, of the G.I. Joe movie and the Transformers movie, I think I like the Transformers movie more. I think it's my favorite of the two, even though I really like the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. Mm. I think it's 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 a bit better. I, th- I think that's fair. And, and you know, the similar to, to the G.I. Joe movie versus series, like the uh the production quality was so amped up for the movie that for me it's hard to go back to to the original series where everything's just a bit more simplistic mm. i mean especially in that in that opening with uh with unicron like just the the massive detail in everything as he's just destroying that planet question mark Yep. Be that guy, Rick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and um and then so Remind me, everybody, like what turns Megatron into Galvatron? So basically, basically, even though, you know, Megatron kind of like killed Optimus Prime in that fight, which was totally Hot, Rod, Hot Rod's fault, by the way, uh, he, survived, he, he survived, but he got it the shit beat out of him. So for some reason, as they were flying away in space, uh, the guy who's flying him, Astrotrain, is like, oh, it's too heavy in space where there's no gravity, so you have to throw somebody out. So Starscream, of <laughs> course, is like, well, gee, who can we throw it? Oh, well, Megatron, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's incredibly heavy. Yeah, He's motherfucker. huge. <laughs> yeah. And Runicron <laughs> finds him and is basically like, like, I could destroy you or you could become my servant and I'll make you 10 times as, power- as powerful and cooler. You know, and Megatron's like, hmm. At first, Megatron's like, well, fuck you. And then he realizes, oh, wait, you're not fooling about the destroy me part. So he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> so he got silver surfered by uh, Unicron's Galactus. Yep. Pretty much. And then he comes back and fucks up Starscream. Oh, yeah. Like disintegrates <laughs> him, man. Like he just like crumbles to dust. That shit was rad. Yeah, they were not pulling any, pulling any punches in that movie. <laughs> no. Like, well, and I guess that was like the directive from Hasbro. Like, all right, we need a new line of toys kill everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> and apparently that did not work out well for them because <laughs> once people caught on they were they were not pleased that all the characters that they love and were invested in uh were were dead it's weird because they didn't do that with gi joe they mm. weren't like all right kill off duke kill off snake eyes they're like no let's put out seven more different variants of snake eyes well, yeah, I mean, and they, they did sort of do that that second run where all of a sudden they're, you know, like Duke wasn't really around. And they, they had a bunch of new Joes that yeah. I personally didn't give a shit about. That's when they changed Snake yeah. Eyes' design. But they didn't kill him. They did in, in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, case studies of things not to do. That's probably <laughs> one of them. Well, the, th- the thing is, they even went beyond that. Because like in the third season, there's an episode called Dark Awakening where they kind of they kind of bring back Optimus Prime as a zombie. And it, 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 yeah. it's like, not not only did he bring him back, but did he file his corpse because at the end he essentially gets the shit blown out of him again. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just leave Optimus alone? Yeah, so Hasbro was all about, like, you know, all about fuck this guy. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it was all about the toys. It was all about the churn. You need new toys, new lines, new stuff. And, uh, and I think around that time they had, uh, they had ended their relationship with Takara. They were out on their own, making their own stuff, and uh, the toys kind of crapped, you know, kind of got shittier as well. They didn't have that, you know, Japanese innovation in them. Yeah, and then, uh, so when was it? Was it was it at the end of the G1 series when they did the uh, the return of Optimus Prime? Yeah. Like the, like a, like a two-episode uh, resurrection for him? I, I guess their apology to, like, you know, the... Uh to the fans was basically a scene where like Optimus Prime punches out Rodimus Prime and lays him out. 
Good, because okay, I'm I'm I don't know if this is a hot take or not in the in the Transformers verse, but I was always just like supremely let down at the end of of Transformers the movie that Hot Rod of all people became the the leader and, and became Rodimus Prime. It just seemed really dumb. Mm. He he seemed like a character that didn't it didn't warrant that kind of position. Yeah, yeah. Like Ultra Magnus makes sense that he would be the 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 guardian of of the uh, what Matrix of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. But you know, hot rod. It'd be like like making Jubilee the leader of the X Men or something. <laughs> Charles Xavier's on his deathbed. It's like Cyclops, come here. It's like yes, I want the new leader to be that person there. It's like what? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? And they're like, oh yeah, and you're dead, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was I was one of those people. Where I was I was like, why are they making this guy the leader? And then, like, and then, and then, in the, and then, in the episodes after that, he wasn't even a very good leader. So it was just compounded. So they, so they brought Optimus Prime back, and I, I heard that they like reissued a bunch of the old uh, G one figures, you know, with slightly updated paint jobs or or stickers or whatnot. But then the the series itself took a break for a few years. Actually, that paint job stuff t- took place after the break, so. Oh, so so okay. so Optimus Prime came back. Then they did the whole Headmaster Target Master line, which was kind of cool. But by then it was kind of running out of steam. Then they took a break, and they came back with what they were calling Generation Two. But Generation Two was basically just like, okay, here's gen- here's all the toys you liked, but with weird ass paint jobs. That's right. Now, what what was the the Headmaster? Uh, what what was that? Because I I I'm, I have no knowledge of that at all. Basically, you had. Bigger robots that transformed and didn't have a head, but there was a smaller robot that transformed and you stuck it on and became their their head. And the Target Masters was the same thing, except it became their gun. Oh, weird. Yeah, I kind of remember those. I, I don't remember thinking they were as cool yeah. as uh, actual Transformers. Yeah. I don't think history remembers them that way either. <laughs> they didn't really transform. So much as, you know, like you, you just, they, you, like you opened them up and there was like a little thing inside and you'd move it around, right? No, no, no. You're thinking of action masters. So oh, okay. head, headmasters were full transformers. It was just that one of them transformed like, okay, so there's one called Scorponaka that was a pretty cool figure. It transformed into a giant scorpion and then transformed into a guy, but there was a smaller robot that transformed into the guy's head. Action masters were when they took all of the transformers and said, "We're going to essentially GI Joeify all the all the transformers." So here's Optimus Prime, but he doesn't transform. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that was kind of the death. Weirdly now. enough, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a, a Transformers purist, so that sounds kind of awesome. Because <laughs> if, <laughs> if I had an Optimus Prime, I'd probably keep him in like full robot form for most of the time. I, I don't want to play with a truck. I wasn't a Tonka kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. They, well, the cool thing about the toys is they were, I mean, like you were saying, because you couldn't figure them out, they were kind of like little puzzles. Like if, if you didn't know how they were, how they transformed, it took a minute to kind of figure out like, okay, how the fuck do I turn this into a oh truck? My God. And, and you know something, they've, they've gotten more difficult as years go by. I mean, maybe it's just me getting older and like, you know, losing my mind, but I got a few that I'm like, I don't have the instruction manual anymore. And I'm like, you're staying in whatever mode you are. Cause I'm not going to figure, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to figure this shit out. Yeah, and I'm more likely to get frustrated and start like pushing things a little harder than they can handle mm-hmm. and then just like break a leg off. <laughs> yeah, my son got a uh, he had a bumblebee from like the, you know, new Michael Bay era Transformers. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to figure out how to turn <laughs> it into a car. See, and if it's going to take you a long time, like, I don't even want to try. That's the way your brain works. I would get it close, but, like, the fenders would be, like, sitting off, and I couldn't get them to go in. Yeah. I was like, this is not fucking right. What is going on here? <laughs> I should be able to figure this out. It is a child's toy. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the of the Michael Bay designs because yeah that's the thing I have like I have like a a couple of those like I have Starscream and that's one of the few figures that I have that I just left in the boxes I look at them like I really don't want to like you know look at like 47 steps to turn them from like a robot into a plane so I'm just gonna leave them as he is yeah <laughs> I mean I, I guess that's a good a segue as any to get into the Michael Bay films Oh, we're just going to skip over Beast Wars? I liked it. There we go. <laughs> I, don't we think, skip I don't think we need to go chronologically, <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> but uh, In fact, yeah, I mean, and all things fair, I would imagine that there's not a lot to say about it. Beast Wars? I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, about Beast Wars. You know something? Beast Wars, the, car- the cartoon or the, the CGI thing, was really well done, and there was a, there's a lot of good figures that came out of that line. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the toys being pretty cool. I... I, as a kid, didn't like the CGI look. Like, I just, it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way for some reason, and I never really gave the show a chance. I've heard a lot of people say that the show was actually really good. Well, you know what, you know what, what really caught on? It was like when it first came out, I think, I think, especially a lot of the older fans, they were kind of like, ah, this is, this is cute and stuff, but it's a new generation. We don't care. But then, like, at the end of the first season, they kind of like essentially tied it together and said, oh, by the way, this is happening in the same timeline as G1. Oh, and by the way, we just found the arc with all the deactivated transformers like in this in this volcano. And then suddenly a lot of people I think tuned in and were like, "Okay, we got to see this shit." Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, I didn't know about that at all. I know, me neither. I thought I thought it was like years later. I thought it was on like a totally different planet, right? Well, it is. It it, it is years later, but the show starts but with them essentially getting caught in some storm or something they wind up going back in time. And at first, you don't realize they're on prehistoric Earth, but then, like you know, as the show continues, you realize they are. And then they kind of come across, uh, they come across, uh, like you know, the deactivated Optimus Prime and Megatron and all those guys. And the the entire story kind of revolves around the bad guys trying to blow up the old Transformers and the good guys essentially trying to save them. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, apparently I didn't get that deep in the series. I remember watching a lot of it. Like I feel like it played in syndication, like in the mornings, and I, I may have even been in high school at this point. Oh yeah, I guess mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's not far off. Would have been. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed that. And then and then I had just heard about Beast Machines that came after that. Beast Sorry. Machines was awful. <laughs> that that that's what I heard. I saw some of the designs, and it it looked it looked terrible. Yeah. For as good as Beast Wars ended, Beast Machines kind of just took that, took all that goodwill and just took a steaming shit on it. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I, it, to, to circle back to where we were a minute ago, Ben, I guess that's a good enough segue to the uh, to the Michael Bay if we're talking about steaming shit. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there we go. That's an even better segue. Um, so the Michael Bay movies, I mean, I think my, my first impression when, when the first one came out is what the hell have they done to the Transformers? Like Are- the are you sure? Because I remember we saw it at the same time in Georgia. And I remember us both coming out of there being like, that movie was fucking cool. 
Oh, I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. See, the weird in thing. In Georgia? Yeah, when we were out there visiting uh, your mother-in-law. Oh, weird. Yeah, and and the 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 weird thing for that movie is like when I when I first saw it and I heard Peter Cullen's voice, like I mean, I saw it. I it was like, okay, these designs are a little weird. There's too many wires, but I get it. And I didn't like seeing Optimus Prime's mouth move. That was weird. Yeah. But but every single time I watched it after that, I liked it less. Like it it, it was a weird feeling, like really liking it the first time, and then as time went on, I was just like, oh oh no, oh no, this 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 is not good. I mean. A, a robot pissing on John Totoro's head. You know, that 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 was dumb the first time. But. You, you, know what, you know what the problem there, there is? Ignoring the fact that Michael Bay is pretty much just known for blowing shit up. The problem there is the more you watch like each movie subsequently and you see just the horrible plotting and stuff, it, it becomes pretty obvious that there's a lot of director contempt towards towards the source material and the fans. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is not respecting the source material at all. It, it's the designs are just such a mess. Like I remember a bunch of the fight scenes were like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. I just it's like someone dumped out a, a bucket of parts in front of the camera, and something is happening. I, I don't know who's fighting who. I'm not sure who's winning, but uh, oh, there's an explosion. Yep. Yeah, like they say he's Megatron, so I guess I believe. That. Yeah. But that Megatron design that had like the more like kind of organic metal look with yeah and like shoulders four times as broad as his <laughs> as his fucking waist yeah like, it, it, it was like they were trying to make him like a metal demon rather than yeah a cool robot and and the other thing there is is that each movie starts off kind of the same it's like oh these 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 robots from another planet they're so technically superior and at the end magically the u.s military wipes them out <laughs> so they're, they're real there's, there's a lot of masturbatory fantasy except it's not transformer fan fantasy it's michael vay fantasy yeah. yeah and and like you were saying about explosions i wish i could re uh, remember the quote but i remember him saying like like something ridiculous like like a movie like a movie like that shouldn't go more than i i have to make up the time but it was something ridiculous like four minutes without an explosion or some shit like that maybe 12 minutes but 12 seems seems less ridiculous than when i actually heard the quote hmm. Maybe I should look it that seem, up. It seems like there might be more than that. I mean, the other takeaway I had, especially from the first one and, and, and most of them really, is they focus way too much on the people. Hmm. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit about Shia LaBeouf and his little romance story. That's not what I came to a Transformers movie to watch. I don't know why why Hollywood does that. Where they're like, "Hey, come and come and see Iron Man three, where there's no Iron Man in it," or like that for or the first Godzilla. You know, not not oh, the nineteen ninety eight one where it's where it's like, hey, every time Godzilla's going to do something cool, we're going to cut away. <laughs> That's not what we're here for. <laughs> that frustrated me so much. Like, if you want to make Godzilla a a mysterious creature, okay, but you know, with him like showing up and them them cutting to like news footage or towards the end when you're like finally you're like fuck, they're in the city. Finally, we get some fucking Godzilla, and then they like close the doors to the underground thing. <sighs> I'm like. You got to be fucking kidding me! How 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 did you do this to me again? Like I I should leave. You've <laughs> broken my heart too many times. Even even King of Monsters had too much human drama. Like I would I would say the perfect Transformer movie would be kind of like the second Godzilla movie, like King of the Monsters, where it's like let's focus on the Transformers just doing everything, and the humans are essentially just annoying bugs that show up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and at least Godzilla's got kind of a history with people. Like, even the old Godzilla movies, there was a lot of people in them. 
But uh, Transformers, like, yeah, sure, there was a kid and, like, his dad and stuff in the cartoon, but uh, they were just kind of there, yeah. and they were never taking the spotlight away from the Transformers. And nobody went to a Transformers movie to see Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, and, and that was the great thing about, like, the Decepticon. Like, okay, the, the Autobots, they made friends. That made sense that they had a couple little pets or so. But, like, the Decepticons, it was, they, didn't, they never tried to, to do anything. Basically, humans were just garbage to them. <laughs> And I'm yeah, like, they yeah, like insects that, that to be wiped sense. off I mean, their it's windshield. It's a forty foot tall robot. Why do they want my opinion? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they give no shits about the inhabitants of this planet. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm having trouble finding the uh, the quote from Michael Bay, but just talking about the explosions in the first Transformers movie. Minus credits, the movie is 136 minutes long. There are 208 explosions in there, so it's approximately 1.53 explosions per minute, Jesus. average. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> well, the, the other thing, the, the, they're so CGI heavy. It's not good CGI. Like the the fidelity of it isn't terrible, I guess, but the it doesn't have any weight to it at all. It's not like Jurassic Park where <laughs> the camera's shaking and the you know the car moves and things happen. Uh, it's just like oh look, there's a thirty thousand pound or probably more than that. I don't know, like thirty ton. <laughs> transformer on top of a shipping container and it doesn't even fucking move when they land on it mm. it just it it made it all seem not real oh yeah and i mean just the cinematography of okay we're gonna make every single robot dull dull gray and essentially look like a pile of garbage so you're right it's like when you're watching the battle scenes you're like i have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah precisely and uh in what was it bumblebee where they went back to like the retro design on Bumblebee and at the very end they show up and Optimus Prime actually looks like he's fucking supposed to for like one minute. Oh, I don't think I, I mean, I know I never saw the movie, but th there, there's an actual like more classic looking Optimus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. But it's unfortunate because it's like he just shows up and he's like, I'm Optimus Prime. And then that's it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, why? And, and, but when you see it, you're like, if they had made that the design for all the movies... It would have looked yeah. so much fucking better. It would have yeah. been so rad. And some of the special effects in Bumblebee were kind of hinky. Like they were, they were yeah. not great. But I mean, just just alone, just like seeing okay. Because one of the things that that uh, that Michael Bay first said when like you know when he was doing, he's like, I'm I'm redesigning all the Transformers because trust me, they don't look good as they are in 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 their normal mode. And that was just pretty much just proved that he was just bullshitting changing for the sake of i'm trying to make this my own because fuck you fans yeah, yeah. absolutely well and in bumblebee i have to give them a little bit of credit because they did a better job of of like me you know they had a lot of shots where like bumblebees inside a house and doing stuff and so it looked like he was interacting with the environment more whereas in the earlier ones they you know it, it, it was they were very clearly just superimposed upon a still background hmm. whereas in where is in bumblebee they had they had more shots where they were filming things moving around without anything in there and then adding it in to, to interact with the environment a little yeah. bit better. Uh, it was still not a great movie, but, no, uh, because it's, it's basically focuses on, you know, Bumblebee's relationship with some teenage girl that I have no idea what her name is because I've seen the movie and it is probably the best of the transformers movies, but yeah, best doesn't make it really good enough. I'll be that guy. Haley Steinfeld. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just the, they can't get away from the people. And I just don't I don't care about the people. Yeah. I want to uh, see Transformers. And I actually started watching. I only got through like three episodes 
the new War for Cybertron mm-hmm. um, animated series that came out on Netflix. And uh, I mean, one good thing I can say about it, there's no people in it. It's all, all Transformers all the fucking time. And that alone makes it <laughs> is an improvement. <laughs> uh, all in all, the, I mean, the animation I, I, I liked. I like the the look of it. They, they've all got a good classic look to them. It's kind of a a weird combination of uh it's it's like a cell shaded cgi yeah that, I, I only saw a minute of it when i showed up here and yeah it it, it was interesting because i mean it doesn't look as as cheese ball as like the old like you know the the flat animated stuff that that has the cell shading trying to make it look 3d but yeah it's it's still it's it's weird mm. yeah and, and like the like prime's got like cracks and shit in his in his body and you know as he moves, they kind of have to, like you tell, there is a 3D model there, and then they just put this kind of the cell shaded thing. So it gives it kind of that classic look while still being, um, you know, digitally animated. Yeah, and, uh, definitely three dimensions still. Yeah. Or uh, consistent, uh, at least. I think I like it. I think, yeah. I think it, it looks good. Although it always kind of weirds me out when, like, when they do that, where it's like, okay, I've been walking around with this, like, with the same crack. It's like, dude. You, you don't have blow torches or something. <laughs> yeah, get that shit fixed. Yeah, man. isn't there like Weldatron or something? <laughs> well, see, and that that's something that that I was thinking about with the designs. You know, taking G one designs and putting them in the Michael Bay movie. Like, if he really wanted to add in like extra like rivets and like plate lines and stuff on there to make it, you know, so it's not just like a giant chunk of metal for a boot. I would understand that, and that that would probably look really good, but. You know, just just that that mess that they made it into, like it's so unnecessary. But you you could make something yeah. look badass and and um, logically constructed. You know, because you you know what's a good model for that? Check out Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. Those yeah, those suits are fucking badass. Right? It's not. It's more than a suit. Hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like a mech. Yeah. Yeah, those are fucking well, and, and Michael Bay's designs aren't exactly practical either. He's just adding a bunch of fucking cables and gears and things randomly. Like, there's no sort of sense to any of that. Like, if you were going to be a battle robot, you would probably want to have giant steel plates over all of your important parts. Yeah, not not like not like seventy little little plates that can all fan out during the transformation to to make it look cool and add in more sound yeah, and have, effects and give you a bunch of weak spots in your armor. Yeah, while you're actually fighting, and and imagine the animators would have appreciated it too, because I imagine <laughs> fucking with all of that was a lot more work than like a more clean design. So how how did those movies make so much fucking money? Like even like the fourth and fifth ones made because there were six, right? Or were there only five? Well, you already said why, John. One point five explosions <laughs> yeah, but, per minute. Like I mean, it was a like whatever it was. The the one before the last one made made over a billion dollars. That's bonkers. Like because everyone agrees that those movies are trash. Well, yeah. Like no nobody is arguing for for the the merits of the storytelling or quality of the flicks. I don't know. It, it, it just baffles me. You know, something. There's, there are certain things where even if you do it badly, people are going to still, I mean, come on. I mean, look, let, let's, let's look at, look at a fan at Phantom Menace or, the, or like, you know, attack of the clones. People were star pe- people who wanted to see their star Wars. were going to see that their star Wars. And yes, they might be pissed off afterwards, but they still handed over their shekels. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, and and America likes big dumb action, mm. and it's it's definitely big dumb action. Like if you just want to go and turn brain off, watch explosion for an hour and a half. Michael Bay's your man. It's what he does. Well, not not anymore. Apparently, it seems like like a, like it finally caught on because it, 
as far as I know, the the Transformers movie franchise is dead. You know, you don't even hear rumors about it. No, actually, there have been rumors the last couple of weeks. Uh, apparently, they are rebooting the series. Um, Fuck, but not giving it to my back to Michael Bay. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, good move there. I mean, he beat pretty much every drop of blood out of that franchise that he could. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and the last one didn't they? I, I I didn't see it, but didn't they like tie it to like the Knights of the Round Table? Yeah. Wow. It was. It was. That's a big leap. Yeah, they went to the moon. They they had dinosaurs. They've done it all. Well, I mean, here's the thing. One thing that's insulting about those movies is every single one, there's there's almost no coherent story. They just jump from point to point without bothering to explain what happened, why happened, why something happened, or that what just happened made no fucking sense. There's like like I said, there's there's a certain contempt in those movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. The reason for anything happening is because plot. That's literally it. Yeah. It's just, there's, there is no through line. Uh, it's just, it's, it is big, dumb action. Like this is here Michael, so why are we, why are we doing this? Up. Because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth movie, which introduced the Dinobots, which like I said, I was waiting for, they just show up and they just turn into dinosaurs for no reason other than they turn into dinosaurs. It's like, what reason do you have to turn into dinosaurs when every other robot we've met so far has turned into vehicles? Because I wanna exactly, <laughs> and I, and I imagine they didn't have Grimlock saying me Grimlock. They didn't have Grimlock saying anything. He I didn't think he talk. said anything. I think yeah, they were like big dumb animals. They acted like dinosaurs. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> oh. Hey, we're we're finally getting an episode where we get to get to trash something. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bay, thank you. <laughs> I mean, in all, in all in all fairness, I mean, it, Transformers is a lot like kind of like Star Trek in that uh, when you get like a really good a really good run, you almost like are certain to get a really crappy run for like whatever's coming next. There's there has been there have been some very, I mean, the, the Transformers has been rebooted probably about 20, 20 times by now, and I mean, you could probably say at least a third of those were not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you can't expect them all to be good. No. I mean, that would be that would be a shocking run there. My son, when he was really young, was super into Transformers Rescue Bots. I was just going to bring that up because <laughs> my 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 little one also got into that for a little bit, and yeah. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like, that's a Transformers symbol on that guy? Like, what? What do you mean?" Yeah, and I mean, and it's like Paw Patrol, except instead of puppies, they're Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like the Marvel superhero squad. <laughs> Like, I guess it's okay for a kid's show and it's cool that they're, that they get to enjoy a franchise that you're familiar with. But otherwise I have no interest in watching rescue bots. Yeah. Well, and there's uh there's a Transformers series, the name that I don't remember, but it, it, uh, it seemed to go back to the classic designs. And I remember when you and I went to comic con a few years back, they had like a, like a not full size, but probably a like 20 foot tall, like Optimus prime from that series, like outside of the, uh, the convention oh, yeah. center. And that that series looked cool, but I never I never got around to seeing any of it. Um, it it looked like the animation style was a little more kitty, you know, with like with like the thick outlines on everybody. But um, it seemed like it could have been cool. That Optimus Prime looked badass. I think what it is part of the reason that like the first one did the first the, the first generation did well was it wasn't insulting to kids in a way. And so no, every, so, no, so every not. once in a while you get that again where they're like okay. Let's go back to that core thing, which is this is a war. There's serious stuff going on. And then you'll get like the next reboot where they're like, oh, screw it. We're making it for kids. And then they wonder why it fails. <laughs> yeah, they're all, oh, now 
now they're a, a skateboard gang that yeah. uh, that have to have to win the L.A. downhill. <laughs> you're, you're you're not too far from the truth because like we mentioned the Constructicons way way at the beginning. Well, one of one of the one of the newer ones basically took the Constructicons and essentially took turned them when they transformed into robots into basically blue collar. Like, hey, okay, we're we're clocking out. Let's go let's go to the bar and get a can of oil. And that that was their entire <laughs> shtick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing after work bill i don't know the the wife the wife's bitching at me to come home yeah. doesn't like me hanging out at the oil bar wow so uh i guess one one of the things we haven't really covered yet is is video games and yeah honestly mm. i'm not sure i've I was trying to think of transformers games i played i know there was one on the nes when i was a kid and i played it and didn't it didn't get into it. I don't remember much about it other than not really liking it. But then when I was looking at it, like stuff like uh, there was a couple for Xbox 360 that looked fucking rad that I don't hmm. think I ever played uh, that I went to try and like download. Uh, but uh, they're not available on the Microsoft store for download. Like they're on there. I played those ones. Yeah. Devastation and, and Fall of Cybertron. The two best ones were, I think it was like uh, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. And those are really good games. Those are like AAA titles right there. But there's also been a lot of crap games like devastation was fun but not that great <laughs> it, it looked kind of shallow it looked yeah. kind of like a brawler it, it, they looked fucking cool because mm -hmm. it looked like you were playing a slightly better version of the cartoon yeah i mean that's and that's what makes it cool but you're right it's a shallow game um but the two other ones those are like those are like um i guess they're kind of like the, the two other ones i mentioned they're basically third person rpgs in a way um, and they're really well done. There's a lot of story in them. There's a lot of uh, ways to upgrade your characters. You play multiple characters through it, and uh, the production values on those are really are really good. In fact, I'm sad they only made two games. I was like, guys, you, you made a boatload of money off of this. Give us more. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to give give those a try if we ever get the opportunity. Because I feel like I played like ten minutes of uh, one of those, either War or Fall, and you know, I I certainly didn't play it long enough to to get any sort of uh idea of what the game was all about it was it was fun but it, it didn't i don't know i didn't i didn't get much from it yeah and i think it looks like we'd have to find the disc now because I, I don't know why they're not selling it on the store it's like i i'd like to buy that Michael. i would have given you like 15 bucks for it without batting an eye mm -hmm. yesterday but uh they they don't want to sell it to me i guess they don't like money because i was watching some of the videos it looked cool like you could you know, like you could transform you know at any point you wanted to into whatever your alternate form was. Like I saw a part where someone was playing as Megatron and they go in and basically he can transform into like a little tank, you know, like a little, you know, gun that can maneuver around like a little cannon that can shoot around. And, and it was the, the part where he was coming back and he was, and he was there to fuck up star scream taking <laughs> over. Oh, so did it follow the plot of the movie? Um, I don't know outside of that. I know at least in that scene it did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that seems like a, like a note that would be, uh, a good note to for for the fans to be able to hit, oh, you know, yeah, like, like with the Ghostbusters <laughs> game, like fighting Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Like you, you need to throw that in there oh, yeah. for the for the hardcore fans. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, like those two games, they were they took place in the far past. Like you know, it's, it's not really following the like you know the movie. It's more like before they came to Earth. But yeah, all the all the personalities are there. You know, Starstream trying trying to screw around with Megatron, all that stuff. It's it's it was something different. But it was also familiar enough where uh, where it paid that fan service, and that that's the sweet spot, man. Yeah, that's, that's what you gotta. That's that's the the franchise G spot. Mm. <laughs>
Um, so I, I think we, we'd be remiss if we moved on, on to structure without hitting uh, one last transformer staple, and that is the sound of the transformation. Oh, yeah. Like there, there is nothing like it. And like, I've, I've had like the lifelong pursuit of trying to, well, it, it's, it's something I'm never going to succeed in, but I love making that sound with my, with my mouth. And like, I, I can hear it right in my head, but I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what it sounds like from, from the outside. Like it, it was fun watching that, uh, that toys that made us episode and that little super cut, like clip by clip of people trying to make those, those noises. It's fun. But like, is there anything that's more synonymous with transformers than that? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, like for those grown, for those of us who are a little, little bit older, it was kind of like the bite, like, like watching the $6 million man. The second you hear that sound, yeah. you knew exactly <laughs> what, they were, what they were talking about. What's, what's going on? Yeah, and when you were playing with the toy, you would absolutely make that noise. You were not able to transform it in the time it took you to make that noise. That's for sure. By the time you're done, you're like your lips are all cracked and stuff. Yeah, we we went back and looked at the at the Michael Bay ones to see if they used it, and it seemed like they they had some of that noise in the background. But there's so many clanks and clonks and and rattles we put on a super cut of like all the transformations from the michael bay movies and like you hear like the proper noise uh, once once or twice and like some allusions to something that sounds kind of similar but most of it's just like clank clank clonk ching tong ting <laughs> and it's just like yeah you know what this this sounds like it looks a big fucking mess it sounds like someone's dumping a pile of wrenches out on a work <laughs> it maybe it's not it doesn't fit his realistic tone to give you know like because why is it making that noise who cares that's the noise it makes when they transform deal with yeah. it yeah you know I, I never actually thought about that like yeah the the sound of like metal moving and scraping would not sound like that no but, but it does yeah it yeah that is what it sounds like when a transformer <laughs> oh, yeah. transforms well, yeah it's it's, it's, it. it's like you you can't do godzilla without the classic godzilla roar you know you mm -hmm. can try yeah. but it is not godzilla if he's not doing that <laughs> hence the 1998 one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit of a, a side tangent but i guess there's only there's like one physical copy of the Foley for the Godzilla roar. <laughs> like the original one? Yeah. Yeah. They've got like one like tape reel with it on that. And that's what they use for everything. That is the master for the Godzilla sound. I wonder how they did that. Like I would love to have seen like like video footage of, of somebody creating. Like I love watching like, you know, the behind the scenes on Star Wars. Like when with that guy with that, the wand thing that creates the, the lightsaber yeah. uh, sound. This stuff is all really yeah, interesting. Like supposedly they made they made it by like taking violin strings and rubbing s some sort of wax over them or something. I, I read about it. I, I read about it a while back, but yeah. For for which noise? Godz the, the Godzilla, Godzilla noise. Awesome. Like what a cool job. Like that's oh. cool. Like there's some Japanese guy out there. that's like, yeah, I made the Godzilla noise. That that was me. Yeah, I have a feeling with the Transformers noise, like it was somebody now. on the cartoon. They were, some sound guy and. It, it was probably something stupid where he's like, uh, let me, let me just throw this in there for now until I come up with something better. Yeah. Yeah. He had a little synthesizer and just, just played like three, three separate little tones at the same time. It fucking worked. <laughs> it's in my brain now. And if I hear it, I know exactly what it means. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so what do you guys say? Do you think it's uh time for a little break? Yeah, I think so. 
Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Well, welcome back, gentlemen. Hey. hey. So, as we do, on to structure. Yeah, so, um, I guess favorite use in pop culture. Yeah. Um, and this one's been around long enough that uh, there's bound to be at least a few examples. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not scared at all that you and I are going to have the same one because my <laughs> mine's a little bit out of uh, out of left field. You know, I'm, I'm not not being the huge Transformers fan, but all right, with that set up, so this is another one of those things that is pop culture. You know, like do you pick your favorite toy, your favorite uh, series? I'm not sure, but I'm not going to do either one of those because I don't really have strong opinions on them. Um, so my favorite use in pop culture is in one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's up there in the movie big. Ah, you stole mine. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait for real. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Well then I will turn the honors no, 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 over no, no, to no, our no, guests. No, go, go ahead. It's <laughs> we're, we're both going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, I love how, how he's, he's in this meeting, you know, Josh Baskin, he's a 13 year old in a 30 year old body. And he's, you know, everyone's talking about, about, uh, corporate business and marketing strategies and shit. And he's just sitting here playing with this, uh, with this, this building transformer, which I don't, I mean, it's definitely not a real transformer, right? No. Okay. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a skyscraper, you know, and, 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 you know, he just sort of like raises his hand. He's like, I don't get it. And he's like, what don't you get? And he's like, well, it, it's, a, it's a building. Like what's, what's fun about that? <laughs> and, and the, the scene is so, uh, so brilliant in, in the, in, you know, just juxtaposing like how adults think about toys and how children think about toys and seeing a, a, a true man child, you know, just being like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't want to play with this. Hmm. Like, and then, and then he starts talking about like spiders and transformers for girls and stuff. And it, it was such a fun little scene, but you go ahead, Rick, <laughs> no, you no. can add, add whatever you like to this. No, that that's, that's exactly, exactly it. I mean, I'm more, more than once. I mean, I will admit my brain is probably a little immature for my age, but yeah, more than once I'll watch a toy commercial and be looking at it going, why is this supposed to be fun? <laughs> and that that scene captures it because they're like, it's somebody saying, okay, this other Transformers are big. We need to emulate it. How? Okay, let's make buildings turn into Transformers. Now, now the funny <laughs> thing is Transformers, some trans, some Transformers do turn into buildings and there there is some logic there along the lines of, okay, why is this fun? But no, it, it's, it's exactly that. Like cars... I mean, you have a you have a use case there. Matchbox, you know, fighter planes, dinosaurs. What kid's not gonna? What, what kid didn't have plastic dinosaurs growing up? You know, it, it just captures that whole thing of like, okay, um, who's gonna play with a building? It, like, and I guess it, it brought back to me that whole the, that GoBot spinoff line, which was Rock Lords, which was basically kind of like robots that turned into rocks, and it was always kind of like, <laughs> why? 
What am I going to do with this other than throw it at somebody who annoys me? <laughs> Kids only play with rocks when they don't have toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and I, I love his like, it's a building. And then, and then, uh, Oh, what was the actor's name? Rest in peace. John Hurd, I think. Um, uh, he's just like, it's a skyscraper. Like, duh. <laughs> idiot. Like it's, it's not a fucking building. It's a skyscraper. <laughs> Oh, what a brilliant movie. And uh, my apologies, Rick. I had no idea I was going to jack your idea. <laughs> hey, it, it happens, but it, it's, a, it's a good example. Well, thankfully, I totally forgot about that uh, scene in Big. So I didn't pick that. <laughs> yeah, imagine if we had our first, like, triple favorite use in pop culture <laughs> be over real quick <laughs> what about you ben what's yours so i went with uh mcdonald's changeables because uh i remember being super stoked to get those when they came out in uh, i don't know sometime when transformers was big mm -hmm. where you had like the little fry that turned in that like transformed into like a little animal like they, they turned into like kind of dinosaur like things but there was like a hamburger and a shake yeah it wasn't there a nugget also there was a, yeah there was a yeah, pack of nuggets and uh, my favorite was the uh, the hot cakes that turned into the hot cakes thing that turned into a pterodactyl <laughs> oh that's fucking brilliant like i i don't i no i i remember the fries and i remember the nuggets yeah no that's wow yeah it that's was a good call yeah it was fucking they were cool like i remember being stoked to, to get them and i had them for fucking years and they were just cashing in on the Transformers craze, you know, that, uh, hey, we have these things that turn into other things. We can do that with our foodstuffs and give it to kids as a toy. And and it's it was cool to see then, like, I don't know if you see much in the way of unlicensed McDonald's toys these days at all. It's always tied into some movie or some fucking thing. And it's usually it's just some cheap piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Not that those weren't cheap pieces of shit, but they seemed less cheap because they like did something. Yeah, they seemed cooler back in the like, day. Yeah, it was something I could actually see myself playing with. Like a lot of shit they give out now, it's just it's just total trash. Yeah. It's like a you know a piece of plastic with like a sticker of somebody on yeah, it. Yeah, like a hologram on it. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was. I mean, that was kind of the heyday of McDonald's toys too. They came out with some pretty cool shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, McDonald's toys these days, I don't get it. They actually had an, an earlier version where instead of like turning into McDonald's things, they I, I don't know if it was Burger King or McDonald's, but one of the one of them actually had knockoff like you know okay a, a robot that turned into a helicopter, a robot that turned into a space shuttle, and none of them were good, but they were definitely good enough that I wanted a damn Happy Meal. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, you only expect so much from a toy you get from for, for free with a meal, and uh, having a robot that transforms into a helicopter that sounds fucking totally rad yeah. to get a happy meal all right well fortunately i that gave me time to think of of another <laughs> oh awesome oh, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. well for, for for first a quick a quick uh you know a quick uh stop to jack myself off i will just say that i'm such a big transformers fan that uh not every single one of my books but i would say maybe at least three quarters of my book i find i've i've, I've always find a way to slip more than meets the eye as a phrase into it. <laughs> yeah have you been able to get robots in disguise into there that one <laughs> that, a little that one no a little a uh, little more difficult but actually a, a transformer figure is a major plot point in, in probably my best-selling book awesome yeah so, somebody just winds up with this with this transformers figure that he finds at an auction and he's so insanely enamored of it that he essentially empowers it with a bit of his life force and it essentially becomes the equivalent of a cross to vampires. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it gave it gave me it gave me a reason to write the line: "The power of prime compels you, bitches." (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I was going to ask what figure it was, so I'm assuming it was Optimus. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's a pretty righteous dude. I can see him, you know, scaring some vampires off. But it's entirely based on because this guy's greed. He finds it. He finds it at an auction. He buys it off some stoner for cheap, and he's like, "That fucker has no idea what this thing is worth." <laughs> and it's just his insane greed for it that, like, you know, that kind of causes this. But that, <laughs> but getting back to it, I, I think one of the things I love is that. So I'm I'm still a collector to this day. I don't I don't collect as rapidly because I just don't have room. The only place I'm allowed to keep them is my office. My office is like a is like a ten foot by ten foot cube with not a lot of wall space but one of the things i think is awesome is that there is an entire industry that has sprung up around knockoff transformers that that are really high quality oh really yeah like transmorphers no no it's they're not don't they're, they're based, they're, they they are literally models of the characters we know they can't call them that obviously but these these companies will come out and be like well here's a here's a here's a version of optimus prime based off of this issue of the comic book from like you know from 1980 whatever and it will be a good quality figure i mean they won't call it optimus prime they'll call him something like you know like motor guy alpha or so but it's an optimus prime figure just <laughs> minus the transformer uh like sticker on it and these are not cheap figures i mean uh i have this one uh, that's basically a masterpiece version of of like Skyfire from the cartoon. Um, it's made by a company called Fans Toys, and I mean, this thing was like a hundred and sixty bucks. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, nice. Yeah, the, those things for the high quality versions, they get fucking pricey. Yeah. Like there, there, it was probably a year ago or so. I got it in me that I that I wanted just a nice badass Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was looking at like two hundred bucks to get to get a really like tits version of it. You yeah. know, just I I don't I don't want a little little plastic Optimus Prime. I don't have any use for that. But if there's something that can sit on my shelf that that looks good and high quality, like yeah, and that's the market. They're selling these to collectors. Like those are people that are willing to shell out some real money. Yeah. if you put the time into making a quality product. Yeah. And I mean, this this is completely separate from Hasbro, Takara, and stuff. There's there's a whole industry out there of knockoff Transformers that probably, as a whole, I mean, they, they usually do pretty limited runs. But I mean, if you look at the whole industry, it might actually outsell what Hasbro sells. I mean, dollar wise, probably because no one's paying 120 dollars for a new toy from Hasbro. No, but I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, because they're, they're yeah, you're right, exactly right. They're they're aiming this at the high end collector market of people who just deeply love these toys and the figures that Hasbro are putting out are still aimed at like the kid market. So yeah, they're, they're kind of hitting a segment there that is, uh, well, let's be honest. They're hitting the segment that actually has the money. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the nice thing about 30 year old dudes trying to recapture their childhood is, uh, usually they've got some cash. <laughs> yeah. Like kids don't have money. Like, like I have that Unicron figure that came out during Armada. It was like, I don't know. 10 15 years ago it's a nice figure but i remember when like i got it my wife was like well why don't we get a second one for like one of the kids and i was just like you know how much i paid for this i'm like i am buying this and giving it to the kid <laughs> <laughs> that's when you when you came up with your idea that you will be buried with your figures <laughs> it is not for them they'll just break a fucking arm off and leave it on the lawn yeah at least a couple of them you know, i got all five g1 dinobots and i i want those to come with me <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like the like the pharaoh method <laughs> they will protect you in the afterlife yeah, you gotta have something to play with in the afterlife it's important 
This one thing I used to joke about with that was let's get even let just to go a little darker was I used to say you know something when I die I want them sewn inside of me therefore whoa it, therefore I know that whoever whichever <laughs> of the kids ends up with them really earned it <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> like uh, yeah they they really need some money for something like all right I know I know where I could get some money I just got to dig my dad up cut open his corpse. <laughs> and we can sell those Dinobots. Oh man, yeah, they're asking for a curse. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, but me from the afterlife will kind of be, be, be like smiling down and be like, "You really wanted them, so you deserve them." <laughs> yeah, you put in the work. Yep. I'm not just gonna buy you these figures. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, it is boy. crazy. I mean, more than once I've kind of like done, I've kind of done that because I tried to get my kids into it, and they they really weren't. But like when I was doing that, I was kind of looking. I'm like, oh, going okay. I would pay this much for a kid's toy, but I remember when I first got the first masterpiece, Optimus Prime. I let one of my kids play with it, and I, then I watched in horror as he essentially used it as a hammer. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, okay, no. this is never happening again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids—they don't have that sense of value hmm. for how, how much something's worth. Like I remember when I got my—you know—it wasn't a Transformers thing, but I got my daughter uh, like a Kindle Fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, she lost it after like a week. And we found it like six months later in a bush outside. And I was like, all right, I'm the done buying you guys nice things. Yeah. This is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids have no sense of value here. <laughs> oh. So I guess uh, one word review time. Yeah. I'm not sure. I like I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a good one. Still. Well, I mean, good one or not, I've got one. Um, so I, I went to, uh, to trusty old thesaurus.com for, for mine, you know, cause as we joked about when we were on our break, like, we're not just going to say like, well, never mind. just in case it is, it is Rick's. <laughs> so never mind. Um, so I, I came up with the, uh, with the term revolutionary because coming out of, uh, out of the, uh, the work that Takara put into it, um, it, it really did create and revolutionize uh an aspect of the action figure industry you know like japan is is known for its giant robots and whatnot but to come up with something that appeals to multiple markets you know whether it's like the vehicle kids or the robot kids or or um you know just action action figure fans in general or people who who like to tinker with their toys or want more than just like you know, who want more than what I did when I was a kid where I just wanted a Batman that I could have punch a Joker or something. You know, like it revolutionized action figures into, you know, it didn't just have to be combat Steve or, or whatever. You know, that it wasn't just a guy with accessories. It was something you could really put some time and effort into and, and tinker with. And um, it was something new that I am stretching for because I... <laughs> don't have a whole lot of experience with it. <laughs> Whew, that was rough. All right, someone else take it away from me, please. Uh, do you got one, Rick? Because I've got a yeah. concept, but I'm having a hard time finding I, a good word I, for I, it. I, I have one, and I'm going to go very simple with this one. And my word is simply joyous because, okay, so without going into details, my, my childhood wasn't the super happiest. And... The Transformers that, like, you know, that I had as a kid that have survived, that survived over the years I still have, I look at those, and those all represent happy memories to me. 
And th- like even 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 the versions of Transformers that I haven't liked, you know, say the Mac- the Michael Bay stuff that annoys the crap out of me, they still bring me that wondrous joy. They make me happy. That that is really what it comes down to. You know, even some figures that I have that are like, you know, okay, so so for a while there, my wife was like, every year for Christmas, she'd get me like one Transformer or so, and she doesn't really know what to buy, so it'd usually not be a very good one. But even so, it's like, you know, <laughs> there's there's still that joy of saying, it might not be my favorite th- thing, part of a toy line that I love. And it's part. Of, it's pretty much why my office is surrounded by them. It's like, you know, I can sit in here and look at them, and just looking at them just makes the day a little bit better. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's awesome to have something that... that- that brings such like a, a pure light to you. Yeah, I think I've I've got a similar well, my my girlfriend won't really buy me Superman action figures or anything because she's so afraid that it's that it's going to be something that I don't want. You know, cuz when you when you've got a fascination like that 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 uh permeates your life so fully, you know, like somebody will be like, "Oh, hey, happy birthday. I found a a Superman toothpick holder and you're like oh okay it's superman thanks but but you know the the really great ones that that people find you know it, it yeah i i will admit we we got into good. a fight one year because uh and i wasn't trying to be mean about it but I, like i said my wife she's, she's no transformer so so for three years in a row she got me the same blue streak figure <laughs> and i was like and, and finally at the third year i was like okay you realize i have this how am i supposed to know that it's sitting right on my shelf in my office right over my desk <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> take a picture of the of the one you buy so you don't buy it again <laughs> apparently she must really like that one yeah. like, that one's awesome i should get him that <laughs> yeah, so, now, so now it's been a, it's now now it's been a, a a joke for like the last couple of years like it's like oh i got you one transformer i really hope it's not blue streak again <laughs> <laughs> well at least you know who her favorite transformer is. yeah you should get her a blue streak i'm all right so i uh have failed completely in trying to find a good word for this so i'm i'm gonna go with complex but not because the plot just the the toys themselves were very well engineered like it took the the, the mind that it took to put that together and say all right i've got this toy here that it looks like a gun or it looks like a car and I'm going to turn it into a robot and not go the fucking GoBots route where like you pull on it and flip a little head up and some arms puck out. <laughs> but to like make a thing where like arms fold out and move over and, and the heads flip up is, uh, is fucking impressive. The amount of skill and talent that went into creating these figures and making them like look cool as a car, look cool as a robot and function as both is impressive and i think that's the thing that really blew me away when i was a kid was what you could do with them like i, I remember having the the sound wave toy and like it was like thing and like you'd fold it out and legs would come out and little thing would flip out and the cassette would come out and it also had like little wings that flopped out a little pterodactyl like yeah. it, was, it was so intricate and detailed and i had not seen anything like that in toys before that in my life the funny thing is in later years they got a little bit away from that so it's like okay it's a robot and it turns into a space tank and it's, and it's like, you're looking at it and you're like, what the fuck is this? It's just a space tank. Cause you say it's a space tank. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't know what a space tank looks yeah. like. It probably looks like whatever the fuck that is. Oh, look, you're, you're the authority on space tanks all of a sudden. <laughs> so and that, and the show wasn't really complex necessarily, but the, uh, 
but I did like that it didn't treat you as a fool as a kid. Yeah, like it didn't it, talk down to you. It was mm-hmm. willing to give you a little bit more depth and and character and and you know respect that you could deal with some more complex issues than a lot of kids shows did at that time. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think that was a shitty one word. Yeah, I just I was looking for a better word that encapsulated all that, and I don't. Maybe there just isn't one. No, <laughs> you found it. Yeah, works for me. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you very much, folks, for for rolling out with us today, uh, and thank you, Rick, for joining us on the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I feel like you you brought a lot to the show that I could not bring. So I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on, because nobody in my life wants to hear me talk about this stuff. <laughs> so. Um, well you want to go ahead and uh and plug yourself sell yourself to our listeners oh sure i mean um i I would i would say you can find me at rickgualtieri.com but since nobody can spell that um if you're looking for any of my books they're out on audio ebook or paperback um my big series just take a look for bill the vampire bill of the dead or if you're into uh horror take a look at uh bigfoot hunters i will (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to rickgulteri.com so people don't have to worry about spelling it yeah yeah i i wouldn't know how to spell it or say it it's hard i barely, I barely know how to spell it <laughs> <laughs> you had to work at it for a while um and uh if you want to find us folks you can hit us up on facebook at uh, geek exploration the podcast page we're on Instagram at Geek Exploration Podcast, Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Yes, that is correct. And uh, Or you can give us a call at 916-ORC-TURD. That is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, um, why don't you stop by and give us a five Energon review at, uh, Google po- at uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Podchaser. Uh, we do have merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And as always, our theme song was Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, wisdom cannot be granted. It must be earned, sometimes at a cost.